Hello, I'm Max Mosley, and for those of you listening to this podcast in stereo, I will be coming out of the speaker on the far right. Hello and welcome to Gareth Jones on Speed. And despite the best efforts of that, which has become known as the Beast from the East, both Richard and Zog made it here. Richard, hello. Hello. You got here because you arrived in a 4x4. I came out of the house this morning. I had to go to West London and then come here. And I had a choice of two cars. I had a rear-wheel drive Porsche 911 on some quite low-profile summery tyres or my Land Rover Defender, which is on mud and snow tyres. Probably the better choice that you came in the Defender. Yeah, because last time when it snowed, I just moved my Porsche down the street to get it away from a junction where I thought it might get dinged by someone sliding out of control. And I just moved it down the street and just trying to park it, I tickled the accelerator to just move it into the space and it slid sideways and I almost curved my own back wheel and possibly knocked the alignment out and didn't. It came to a stop about half an inch from the curve stone, but I was like, right, not driving that again. The Stuttgart gods were with you on that Yeah, day. I guess so. Zog, you didn't have the option of a four-wheel drive vehicle designed in 1958, was it 48? Before was it? snow was invented. <laughs> yeah. No, I only had the option of a late 80s rear-wheel drive German sports car. Ooh, um, but don't forget the transaxle gearbox. I mean, your weight distribution is good. Oh, yeah, the weight distribution is bang on, but... Uh, How was the end part of the journey, though? Well, the first part I was pretty happy with. I mean, it's treacherous out there, but I was super ginger on the pedals and feeling quite happy, almost smug by the time I got over here. And? Uh, until I tried to find somewhere to park here, and... The snow had started falling again, and there was that sort of thing where there's a little film of fresh Mm. snow on the road. And between that and the camber on the roads here, they they, they, they sort of fall off at the side of it. Mm. I mean, I had that ridiculous time just trying to, at one point, turn around and then park. I mean, sliding all over the place. Interesting enough, the... Things like, you know, a speed hump just at the end of the road will then sort of cause you a real problem. Because I was trying to turn around by reversing back down one road and then like the Y turn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the back wheels got up against this speed hump and there was ice and snow under them, they wouldn't go anywhere other than sideways. Oh. Well, I'm glad you're here. Is it that you crumped it slightly? Sli- yeah, it slightly crunched the front and when it slid sideways wildly on one of those crazy N16 uh, camber roads. Hey, not bad. I remember years ago, do you remember when I had that Jag XJR? And they get a powerful rear-wheel drive. Yes. And that was on Pirelli. I can't remember. Not winter tyres, basically. Powerful rear-wheel drive car with slightly slack traction control on it, which allowed a lot of wheel spin. And, um, I think they're called Pirelli Mediterraneans. They, they, they are, yeah. <laughs> and I was on a heavily cambered residential street trying to escape in thick snow just to get the car out of there. And it was sort of 20 minutes of permanently on the verge of having an accident into either a kerb or another car. The whole time I was sitting there going, no. Mm-hmm. Well, it's actually mentioned tyres because I've just acquired another set of wheels and tyres simply in order that I can swap my current wheels off and fix them up a bit they've got horribly tatty and i want to get them powder coated again and just get them back in shape and i figured i'd get that done and then i can sell the other wheels when i'm done but i'm now thinking maybe i should hang on to them and put winter tires on that second set because uh, yeah it would make a big difference in conditions like this i remember going down this road in my 
cappuccino many, many years ago when we'd had a particularly snowy period. It's amazing that it does actually snow in London because of the density of people. You'd expect it not to snow up. You know, there's enough heat here, but it can no, that, happen that, well, occasionally. That, that heat island effect, they call it, is actually mm. very small. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. see, well, good with the maths. But I remember going down in my cappuccino and getting to the spur in our road where you turn left and I turned and... Nothing happened. Of course, it's just a short wheelbase, the mm. cappuccino. It just sort of eventually just slid quietly with the camber and settled up against the curb. Mm. Luckily, no harm was done, but I was exactly as you said, no, you're in it's slow just motion. Horrible yeah. slow speed accident. Yeah, it won't hurt but it'll just damage your car enough that you should probably get it fixed. That would hurt. It's it's embarrassing rather than anything else. So here's the thing, actually. Funnily enough, this is just reminding me. My wife's car got dinged by somebody while it was parked. This was before the snow. And his insurance is taking care of it, so it's finally gone into the body shop to get fixed up. They've given us a courtesy car, which is a Mercedes E-Class. It's actually through a hire car company. A hire car company dropped it off at our house. And the bloke said, can you come and look round it? That usual way that hire car people do. So I go out as this E-Class saloon went round it bodywork's all fine but the wheels curbed to bilio oh, you wouldn't really? believe the state of them every mm-hmm. wheel has had a number done on it at some point and i went well the wheels are quite anyway oh we don't worry about curb wheels uh, we, we don't we don't put them on there think no no it's just too much hassle to administer trying to get people for curb wheels so as a consequence i actually said to my wife i was like if you fancy curbing wheels because i hate curved wheels yeah, yeah. i've drilled it into her oh i was like never curb the wheels on the car if you curb the wheels on the car you've got to get them fixed i hate curb wheels correct go and curb this the wheels if you fancy Go and curb a couple of wheels for fun. Because <laughs> you might as well, because the hire companies don't seem to give a figure about it. Best handling car in the world? Rental car. car. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So if you've Peter been out there rocks. driving in the snowy conditions and you've had difficulties, we sympathise. Um, I'm very pleased that On Speed has managed to come to your ears despite the best efforts of the weather. And despite the best efforts of the weather, there has been some limited testing of the new F1 cars in Barcelona this week. They did actually have snow at Barcelona. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was um, this morning. We're recording the show on the Wednesday. They were talking about adding another day on Friday or something, but they can't agree on it, so... What? They'll have to wait till the... Yeah, they can't agree. It's crazy. But we've had a chance to look at the new cars... And I thought we'd discuss the new 2018 cars. Um, Sorry, I can't get past this. What well, can't they agree on? That's I don't know. <laughs> That's pretty really, weird. Yeah, yeah. They were ready to go on Wednesday. It was snowy, so they all paused. So then, what? I mean, yeah, you... Uh, just, what? You would think, just as saying, hey, guys, it's a bit nippy out there. Yeah. Let's do this tomorrow. Or let's do this Friday. Somebody's just got to disagree for the hell of it. Somebody's just yeah. got to throw a spanner in the works because they want to... A Spaniard in the works. They want to screw someone else's testing. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Those poor people, how do they ever get anything done? So, Zog's got his laptop up here, and we're going to have a look at some of the cars. What shall we take a look at first? Have your choice. Let's go in order. Let's look at McLaren at the top there. Yeah, Yeah. Um, This is a detail I've got of the rear suspension of McLaren. I've never seen anything quite like this before, but there's some innovations apparently in McLaren's, it's all about the detail, rear suspension, which is absolutely boomerang shape now. Look, that's fantastic. And that, I don't remember seeing that, that before. That kind of upper wishbone. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. The upper wishbone, not straight, not a dog leg. It's almost a 90 degree boomerang between the line of the rear axle and where it meets the bodywork. Ah, that's lovely. Aerodynamic work is what it is. It's all about the installation of the Renault engine, as I understand, and the position where the upper wishbone has to connect to the rest of the monocoque. Do we? No, don't call it monocoque. Do we? What do we call it? We call it. A, let's call it a body. Uh, shall more we? chassis. Chassis. I mean, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, 
fewer and fewer bits of the car do just one thing, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, not even the driver these days. He's doing two things. So that's yeah, taking that a little bit further. Let's have a look at the car itself then. Call up the car itself because that's just a detail. Okay, let's see if we can find Clara there. The MCL thirty three. There we go. There's that photograph of the real thing on track. First thing you think, well, where's the driver? Oh yeah, he's behind that huge halo. Toilet um, seat. Yeah. It does look like someone's left the loose seat up, doesn't it, Richard? Yeah, I still think of flip-flops. Yeah. But I yeah, definitely a flip-flop. Yeah. yeah. You know, we're going to have to live with it. It's here. It's not going away. And to be fair, the halo doesn't look as offensive on a moving car as it does on the stills. I think you get a slightly better view of the driver when the car is moving. But even so, it is a gopping bit of bodywork. There's some fairly zany aero going on on that McLaren, isn't there? Mm-hmm. The little two rows of little sort of fins sticking up. That, and there's something, the something going on on the rear wing that sort of looks almost like something's growing out of it. Well, I've said it every year on the programme. Cars are becoming more and more organic those detail fins are like the stuff that you see on the wingtips of eagles where those feathers are able to spread and close in order to trim airflow actually yeah you're talking about that bit there yeah mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. You're talking about the vertical fins that form the lower part of the rear wing end plate yeah yeah and the sort of one finger just sticking up sort of at the front i was thinking it looks kind of like a hand it does yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. like the um, front of a snail and the cat it does, you're right. barge boards at the side, which have now become like the profile of a cartoon of a cat. It's, it's extraordinary, the detailing. You're right. And well, it starts at the front wing, doesn't it? And at the front, the vertical pieces that rise up from the front wing to the nose, the slots in there that are allowing air to go into the centre line of the car... The organic sort of roundness of the... It's almost Giga. The way there's a form. Yeah, it's very... Almost Giga, isn't it? Like Geiger. The Geiger. Geiger. Yeah, so you yeah. say Geiger, do you? Uh, I, I think. But it's the right colour papaya. Hooray! <laughs> It's the right orange this year. Last year it was the wrong one. Also, on the subject of colour, I noticed that McLaren have chosen not to colour their halo in body colour. They've left it black. Now, I would imagine if you're looking through the halo, that central pillar and anything that's visible to you as a driver, if it was black, it would be more invisible to the driver than any other colour. However, some teams have coloured their halos in the body colour, like Williams have got it white. That must be awful. But So why don't they paint it black on the inside and the body colour on the outside, I want to know. Well, maybe they do. Obviously, we're just looking at the McLaren here, but if you're looking at a photograph of the car, I think all the pictures that I've seen of the cars with halos, I'm getting a trackside spectator's perspective view of it i'm not getting the driver's view of it yeah so i can't see what color they've painted the inside of that halo but i think you're right that black is the color that makes the halo disappear just a little bit better than any other color does so have you seen the amazon documentary about mclaren last year i was gonna bring that up actually because yes i have and it's terrific. It's good, isn't it? Yeah. Quite extraordinary access to yeah. the team. Because, yeah. as we know, didn't go well last year. Mm-hmm. And it only covers the run-up to the start of the season. Notionally, it's focusing on Stoffel van Dorn and his first season as a proper race driver with them. Can but we actually, pause for a moment to allow everyone to sing the song in their head? Sure. There it is. Thanks. Yeah. 
So it's got a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff, including the big moment when everybody sort of comes to gather around one of the workshop bays for the first firing up of the new Honda engine. It's like, mm. oh, you know, the last two seasons have been very good, but don't worry, it's going to be fine this year. Whole new design. Here we go. Ready? And nothing happens. It's just this sort of ticking and no. clicking and nothing happens. And the air visibly chills in the room. It's just full of things well, like that. It's horrendous. To be fair to Honda, I wouldn't be surprised if, given the complexity of the engines and the integration... Oh, I'm sure days, that yeah, happens know, all the time. I'm sure that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they did get it going eventually. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah. It just but seemed they, to speak volumes about the general sort of way things were going. Yeah. Big, here we go! Oh, no. Oh. But yeah, the access was terrific. And I thought across the board they were all really quite candid about... Amazingly so. Uh, the way things were going, what they expected, difficulties they were having. The only disappointment to me really was that it didn't go any further than yeah, the yeah. first test day because it would have been fantastic if that same crew with that same access had uh, oh, I know. Amazing. then gone into the season. They probably but was... did, but decided not to well, marry. At what <laughs> point did McLaren <laughs> go, uh, no? Be, yeah. Do you know something that was fascinating to me was that, did you notice they fuzzed out certain things? Yes. So obviously McLaren slash Honda had some kind of approval over all the footage that was used, because they fuzzed out most of the powertrain when it was exposed to the chassis. It looked to me as if it was a Honda rather than a McLaren thing, because the things that I sort of tagged as I was going along as being fuzzed out, oh, what was going on there, they all seemed to be engine bits. Well, except, and I don't know whose remit this was for, I think McLaren's, the bolt that secured the gearbox to the engine, I think it was. It didn't marry up properly. They needed to oh, redesign they had to it. Re- yeah, yeah, and when they were showing yeah, a yeah, close-up yeah. of the part in question, mm. they'd fuzzed out the middle bit of a single bolt. Wow! I mean, the bolt's, you know, probably about sort of three inches long. But nonetheless, they'd fuzzed out the middle bit. Not mm. the ends, just, mm. the, just middle. the middle. That was bit. the important so something bit. something secret about the middle of that bolt. Amazing. It's extraordinary. It's, yeah, yeah. Some kind of damper on just, there or something. Also, the other thing that amused me about that show was that everybody else obviously just spoke to camera in English and they used excerpts of their interviews. Only Eric Boulier, still speaking English, was subtitled. <laughs> yeah, I know. <noticed laughs> <that's what, laughs> I keep... Okay, so the, since you mentioned yeah, things that... That we noticed. I assume that was because they're thinking about an American audience. Yep. On which note, Michael Douglas oh, yeah. doing the commentary. I mean, yeah, bless him. You know, does a pretty good job. But Renault. I know everything was wrong. Renault. Stoffel Vandor and I was like, yeah, I, I couldn't get anyone. Can you not have somebody when they're doing the voice recording in there to say, uh, Mr. Douglas? No, actually, pronounce it Renault. Yeah, they pronounce it's it. extraordinary, isn't Renault. it? Absolutely. It's for the Canadian everything audience. Everything was wrong. A yeah. French person might say Renault, oh, yeah. but Michael isn't French, oh, no. so he, he does not have that excuse. It just sounds wrong. He's got it a Welsh wife. That anyway, might be yeah. the excuse he needs. But so, talking of Renault, oh, sorry, Renault, pronounce it correctly, it doesn't sound right to me. A McLaren Renault. McLaren agree, Ford, yeah. McLaren Honda, McLaren Mercedes, McLaren Renault. It's just odd. But we'll get used to it if the car's quick. Yeah. You know? And um, they seem confident and they seem happy, and that's usually a good sign. Maybe it's just relief. Well, what's happened so far? I mean, they did a decent number of laps in testing, given their difficulties with a wheel falling off mm. Alonso's car. Yes. They managed to turn it off mm. laps. Okay, let's look at another car. Okay, let's have a look at the Alfa Romeo Sauber. Well, oh. isn't that an Alfa Romeo, Richard? Uh, I'm going to say no. Yeah, me uh, too. Just, yeah. Uh, I don't it, get this. It's about as much an Alfa Romeo as the Red Bull is in Aston Martin. 
Yes, there's more and more of this, I suppose, isn't there, this mm. season? And it's a bit disingenuous. But hey, you know, mm. I mean, you know, it's not new, is it? Really, there's been a lot of this shenanigans. I've only just noticed that, as well as all the stuff on the engine cover, which I do like. That's a nice colour. I can say, yeah, rich. It's good to see that rich logo. Red. On, yeah, well, on I guess the car. so. But then also, there's the full colour Alpha logo on the nose, as well as the white one yep. on the engine cover. Well, I don't know what else to say about that. It's just Sauber need to pull their socks up, don't they? Because we relied on them to be the best of the midfield, and they're not even that. They're sort of like they thumping were, around at the bottom. They were they? the slowest team, I think, last year, even behind mm. Haas, bless them. Poor yeah. old Sauber, who've had some great moments in the past. But they've done some interesting detail work on the air intake behind the driver's head there. Now, the halo is a critical addition to the cars. It's messing up the airflow into the air intake in a big way. And if you look at the halos, there's a little, what almost resembles the sort of what we used to call slats above the wings on something like a tiger moth, which manages the airflow and keeps it attached to the wing. A little bit like you see when planes come into land, Mm -hmm. they often have a little slat that extends from the leading edge of the wing. You can see that if you're looking out along the wing. Yeah. Helps little, it work little, at lower yeah, velocities, little, yeah. The wing pops out on the leading edge, mm. and, and this is rather like that on the halo. There was one on the McLaren as well. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, a number of them. Not all yeah. of them, but a number of them have it. But I'm interested to know, look at the way that the air intake works. There's sort of two levels to the air intake. It's got like a lowered scoop at the front and a higher scoop at the back for the Alfa Romeo. Mm. Very curious. I'm wondering if that is a function of trying to get the airflow right as it comes off the halo. And again, that central support pillar that we saw last year, which which Caitum had many years ago, is on the Sauber this year. So it's an evolution. But I like the aero detail. I love all that. And as we're so far into the programme, should we take a break here and come back and discuss the rest of the field in a moment? Uh, The F1 team bosses are ready for you in the meeting room, Mr Carey. Super duper. Oh, and Peter, book the moustache trimmer for this afternoon, would you? Uh, a full session, Mr. Carey? Uh, no, just the two hours. Right. Gentlemen, good morning. No, it isn't. Yes, it is. Okay. So the weather today was pretty bad. No, it wasn't. Yes, it was. So, um, because of the weather, I'm proposing that we extend testing until Friday. No, you're not. Yes, it is. Do you all find that acceptable? No. Yes, you do. No, they don't. Oh, come on, guys. Can't you agree on anything? No! 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 Aha! Y'all just agreed on that! No, we didn't! Step Petrol! We got a Jones on speed! It's with enormous relief at this time of the year that we finally get glimpses of the cars. And something that happened this year, which I've never heard of, heard, very Cardiff, but I've not heard of before, was that some of the teams, when they showed the launch car in the studio shots, it wasn't even the car that they are testing. It was last year's body shell with some modern aero bits on it. And in the case of Red Bull, I believe they photoshopped out some of the aero on the car so that people couldn't see it. I mean, that's a new thing for this year, to keep it secret. And it's only when the cars emerged in Barcelona that you actually see all the bits. And we're looking now at this year's Ferrari, which is called the SF71H, which, enough respect to Ferrari, they've painted their halo in body colour. It's red and it's got the little Scuderia Ferrari shield right on the, you know, the Y front bit of it, which is... Mm. 
cool, isn't it? It's just no, cool. I think that makes it look particularly terrible because it's really? just drawing attention to it, yeah. Oh, I, I yeah. like it. I mean, well, if you were looking at it sort of on its own in a context where it wasn't right in the middle of the car, right on top of the driver's head, mm. yeah, I think it would look like it would be a nice, sensuously shaped bit of carbon fibre in mm. a very pretty colour with a lovely logo in the middle of it. But stuck right there, it's... Obscuring. It's spoiling the mm. view. But interestingly, you're talking about wouldn't you paint the back of the thing black? On this image, it does look as if the inside mm. of the halo is in black, and it's the outer part that is oh, in, yes. uh, in the body colour. Mm. I hadn't so spotted I think that before. Uh, yeah, they've done that. They've done the, that. Um, yeah. So yes, yeah, so I expect all the teams are probably doing that. Ferrari yeah. had some real innovation with their side pods last year. They had these sort of high side pods, which are almost like air intakes. On a, I'm thinking of the Bristol. Uh, um, Brabazon? Uh, not the Brabazon, no, the, uh, what was the uh, um, the bomber with the rotating fight, bomb base? Bow fighter. Not the bow fighter, um, the b- 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 <laughs> it'll come to me in a minute. Anyway. Well, I actually thought they looked a little bit like, uh, now I can't remember aeroplane name as well, Cold War bomber. Big tubby thing. Victor. Became Victor, yeah. Yeah, like a, a bit like the Victor, yeah. Uh, yeah. They've done incredible work with the barge boards around the side, which curve round they go from vertical to horizontal and they're above the air intakes i've never seen anything like that before more complex than ever it's complex yeah although you were talking about how organic the mclaren looks and how organic a lot of the little aerodynamic bits are Apart from the front wing on the Ferrari, really kind of old school and analogue, basic and geometric Mm. compared to the shark-like and snail-like curves of the McLaren. The wing Um, mirrors are interesting. Look at that rear wing. The way the rear wing end plate on that Ferrari goes, it's much simpler than the McLaren. It, It comes in, but it doesn't split into these separate strands as it goes down. I believe there are new rules concerning the Venetian blind slots you can have in the end plates of the rear wing this year to enable more sponsorship. They limited the amount that you can cut away, I believe. A slight change. How many teams are really afflicted by a problem of not having enough space for all their sponsors? <laughs> Look at the McLaren, it's naked, isn't it? Yeah. <sighs> well, let's be honest. I mean, that Ferrari's not overburdened with other people's logos, is it? Well, they've got Ray-Ban on the side there, sort of the... Ray-Ban, Lenovo. But you know, it makes yeah. no difference to Ferrari because Philip Morris own all the bodywork area on the Ferrari. They own it all. And they pay a fixed fee or a negotiated fee to Ferrari. And they subsell everything to other sponsors. Really? Yep. So, despite yeah, despite all these other names of partners and stuff, it's actually Philip Morris who pay the sponsorship for the Ferrari F1 car. Well, that's interesting. Mm. I thought you were going to say it's because they get 100 million quid from F1 just for being Ferrari. Look at the wing mirrors. They've got these strange slots, almost as if the Mm. wing mirrors are hollow in the centre. I want to know what that's all about. I've never seen that before. I mean, my first thought looking at it is they looked to me, as if they had LEDs in there somehow, as if they were going to be, you know, indicators or headlights, <laughs> which, which obviously they are not. <laughs> Ooh, but, headlights but that in be, the mirrors. Yeah, that would be kind of... That's a of, good yeah, idea. Of course it's not. And that, then you could just flash someone when you want to go by. Or Vettel mm. could have messages that says things like, really? Oh, <laughs> honestly, <laughs> Honestly, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, this could be the car 
that wins the championship this year because there are those who say that well, last... you sound like Ferrari <laughs> but last year Ferrari threw it away they had a very quick car and they completely messed up on a number of occasions mm. and could have seriously they could, yeah, challenged they, they could have made it much harder for Mercedes yeah so let's wish them well because we won a championship who are the other okay, championship contenders well, let's have a look at the Mercedes next. yeah okay oh familiar though isn't it this is the what do we call the mercedes the w9 w09 yeah Yeah, w09 i don't know i never know familiar long isn't Isn't it it called the w09 and they've put the eq name into it because that's what all of merck's electric cars are going to be called is that right eq sub brand oh i I think it's something like that i mean all of these cars have official names are often quite complicated unwieldy i think red bull is called like the aston martin red bull rb something something aston martin it's just, it's, just oh. <laughs> it's insanely complicated <laughs> i'll check it they're doing it on purpose now just to wind us up aren't well, they as long as when aston martin actually start building an engine and putting it in the cars they can have their name yep. on the car as many times as they like yeah but uh, i'm not uh, sure they ever will it is supposed to be part of the plan though isn't it this they're, is supposed they're looking to be into part it. of their plan it's what they've said they're looking into it they've employed some people, ex-Ferrari people, to look into it. Mm. But because of the resistance by the incumbents, the F1 engine manufacturing incumbents at the moment, I don't think the next generation of engine rules are going to be sufficiently for want of a better word, simple or primitive enough for Aston Martin to want to be able to come in because they can't catch up with the technology that the other teams have already engineered and developed. Yeah, if you're a team that spent several years trying to get on top of building a reliable and powerful engine under these rules, why would you too easily agree to making it too easy and cheap for somebody else to come in and possibly do better than you? The Mercedes is called the F1 W09 EQ Power Plus. Power Plus, is that like Let's the, just call it the W09. I think that's. Yeah. Uh, what a shame there isn't a Ford. We could have the popular Plus version, couldn't we, again? It looks to me quite a lot like last year's car. That's yep. an evolution of last year's car. Well, I think, I might be speaking out of turn here, but I think that last year's car was generally considered to be quite good. Mm. So it didn't do too bad. Don't mess with the oh, formula, yeah, yeah. Mm. I guess, would be their <laughs> philosophy. Although the sideboards are a bit more like what Ferrari had going last year, those sort of high-level Venetian blind slot That kind of bends over the top of it, that mm. bit thinking of there. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. That might be, if it isn't the Ferrari, it's going to be the Mercedes. I doubt if it'll be anyone else. Should we have Look at the Red Bull, because that's the next contender, yeah, isn't it? Red Bull RB14. Yes, RB14. Now, this is the car that was disguised using Photoshop for the launch, which is absolutely genius, which I think. bits did they disguise? The aero extensions around the side pods were all rubbed out. They were there, but yeah. they were rubbed out, apparently. Because the one thing that leaps out to me about that design, particularly knowing that they photoshopped those bits, is that they've got something similar going on to what Ferrari and McLaren have got going on with this sort of 90-degree bend from an upward coming over the side pod. But they've cut out the middle of it. It's as if they've chopped the very top bit of the vertical board, leaving a wing protruding out from the cockpit just over the side part. But apparently Red Bull... I almost said Aston Martin. Apparently... <laughs> well, Red, the Aston Martin name is 
plastered in huge letters all over the car in several places, so easy mistake to make. They've been experimenting with the aerodynamic additions around the side pods. They've tried three different configurations, quite dramatically different, over the one and a half days running or whatever they've had so far. So either Adrian Newey's still got lots of ideas. They said they'd deliver the car early so they could get it hammered, but I think he's still changing his mind about things and delivering things, you know, development right up until the last possible second that's still very adrian newey despite what they said they were going to do isn't it i do like the look of it you know the livery of that red ball is pretty sharp it's a good looking car will it uh, be faster than the mclaren with the same engine what do you think richard wait and see um probably uh yeah probably yeah (laughs) (laughs) two people say probably there we go (laughs) I just had this and I've lost it again. This car is called the Aston Martin Red Bull Racing Tag Heuer RB14. Snappy really? Again. Tag yeah. Heuer get a mention? Oh, because of the engine. Yeah, mm, it's bad. Well, yeah. No mention of Renault there. Doesn't say Renault on the body anywhere. Doesn't, does it? No. Okay, so who's going to be the quicker of those two drivers this year? Who's going to score more points? Is it going to be Max or Ricciardo? Too close to call, I think. Yeah, I, mean, I, I saw I really someone the other day say they've got the most sort of competitive and consistently brilliant driver pairing in the whole of the grid, and that's probably right, isn't it? Yeah, I think... Oh, come on, right. what about if, Stroll and the Beast from the East, um, Sudotkin? I mean, if, you know, <laughs> yes. if you're going to pick just one driver, you know, you're probably going to pick... Lewis or maybe Fernando Alonso but if you're going to pick two drivers who are currently Mm. in the same team yeah Yeah. you pick those two easily good argument they are both people who can win races yeah Talking of the beast from the East, let's have a look at the Williams, because if any car has changed more dramatically than anything else from last season to this season, it's probably this one, because Paddy Lowe has got his very clever fingers all over this car. And doesn't it look long, or is that simply a function of, for some bizarre reason, the lower third of the car... It's painted black. It's a very flattering colour, isn't yeah, it? Which uh, makes it look longer, doesn't it? Because I think, I think it's an optical illusion. Yeah, also it's... this picture we're looking at is a sort of... Because it's all the other ones we've seen are sort of front three quarters. This is a high, almost profile shot. But yeah, it does look quite long. Just one thing about the livery and sponsorship on this. Aren't Martini pulling out? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 2019 uh, is their last year, I think. Mm. So oh, it's so been nice will, having they them will back. Still this, they will still be on for this year. Mm. Yeah, okay. Yeah, they'll be left with JCB as their sponsor. They'll have to start painting their cars yellow like And Jordan. also Rexona, which is... Rexona? Uh, yeah, one of those F1 sponsorships that you buy in foreign supermarkets. It's a Spanish something, aren't they? What are they? It's, it's Shaw Deodorant. It's what Shaw Deodorant is called, I think, is in the rest of the world. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, the, the yeah. tick. And yeah, I think course, even yeah. in past years, haven't they, at the British Grand Prix, they, repainted it? With the, it's Shaw. So it's yes, Shaw. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, everyone in Britain goes, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. that's what Rex owner is. Yeah, right, yeah, yeah. 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 That does happen. In fact, now that you're joking with memory, didn't they even have some really bad Shaw TV adverts with... Williams drivers. Yes, a few I think years they might ago. have done. Yeah, that sounds familiar. Uh, yeah, because anyway, I'm worth it. Moving swiftly. Oh no, that was no, Alessi, wasn't L'Oreal. it? Yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, Alessi did some L'Oreal adverts. I seem to remember. I think Schumacher did. Schumacher well. did. Yeah, with very bad voice dubbing. Yeah. yeah. Well, we'll get the lead straw. Lead throat. When I get really sweaty, I spray myself with Rexona. <laughs> the Sergei Sirotkin. I'm going to call him the beast from the east from now on because he's the most eastern driver in F1. Can we call him that from now on? 
I think so, yeah, why not? Um, well, yeah. you're going to say no, Richard, oh, the, are you? <laughs> well, he, he kind of needs to be really good, really impressive to He's not be bad called at all. Beast from the East, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. rather than just driver that's making the, numbers the from the East. From cash cow from Russia. Yeah. 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 <laughs> the no, cash but, cow from Moscow. But we shouldn't that's have that. That's what no, it but, is. But, but, no, he, he's bringing money. But he has done well. Yeah. He's not slow. He was a competent they, they, F2 they, driver, GP2. Yeah, they, they could have found a quicker driver, but he's still pretty good, given that they needed somebody with money, I guess. Claire Williams is getting quite narky about people saying that yeah, they've got well, two pay drivers. She was interviewed again this week. So going, it's getting a bit ridiculous now. Everyone stop focusing on this. <laughs> Shoot, get out. No cake for you. Give <laughs> us something else to focus on, well, then. Well, let's have some good Williams results, and I'm sure that'll show We'd like that. that. OK, yeah, let's have a look uh, at Renault, the... Toro Rosso, Renault. Have a yeah, look. Renault. Yeah, let's have a look at the Renault, because this, I think, looks amazing. Because from certain angles, if you look at it in profile, it looks like a black car. You look at it from the nose, it looks like a yellow car. I like that, because it hints back to that strange and mysterious period when Renault were pretending to be Lotus. Do you remember? Mm. And it's allowed that to manifest itself. But again, the halo is black in this car with a yellow underside. Hmm. I don't think that's a yellow underside. I think that's yellow reflecting yeah. in the gloss there, yeah. Because if you look at the other oh, side, yeah. there's okay. no yellow there. I think that's a reflection. Mm. So I think it's... Uh, Hulk and Sites. facing the driver. Two great drivers. Uh, something we haven't mentioned before, the new rules on the shark's fin. The shark's fin no longer extends all the way to mm. the rear wing. It has to be cut away, and that's really helped things, hasn't it? It's a lot better. It has, yeah. On the whole, the better-looking cars were the ones that did that in any case. Mm. So it's good that they've made that little change. That's got its sort of high intakes in the side pods, a bit like a Handley Page Victor. Yeah, Handley Page. Yes, lovely. Quite organic around the side pods, isn't it? Again, that's sort of something that's sort of wrapping around the top and sides of the side pod, but it's curved rather than doing a 90-degree thing. Yeah, yeah, it's following the body form, isn't it? it's a bit smaller than the McLaren and the Ferrari. Also, in this picture, only on one side it looks like there's a sort of tuning fork sticking up. Yeah, oh, well, yes. but this is the problem that a lot of these pictures with so much black carbon fibre going uh, on. Because, I see where you know, it is on the other side. You see yeah, it on this yeah, side yeah. because it's uh, against the lighter background. But then on this side of the car, because it's against more black bodywork, mm-hmm. yeah. you can't see the black bodywork mm-hmm. that's in the front. They're doing all right for sponsors, aren't they? Look, it's quite busy on there. They've got a few yeah, things. Yeah. Look, map fray. Now, what's map fray? Uh, We're going to find out what's like what cheese is called in the rest of the world. French it's, mapping company? Or uh, yeah, yeah. Be. That's a good well. name for a French mapping company. Yes, we map like, you the know, French. It'll be We're <laughs> called Map French. <laughs> They're in France. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, no, <laughs> no, wait, we found some in Canada as well. What do we do now? <laughs> it'll be Carte Carte Francaise. Carte Francaise. But okay. I bet the Infinity badge on the side isn't actually paid for by anything at all. That's uh, come. No, that'll be a little. What do we say in English? I was going to speak well, said. Ah, that can them. Free and for nothing. From the Renault House of Advertising. House of Renault. Well, that's a Renault. Well, they're doing all right. Bell and Ross. Bell and Ross. Estrella on the side. Yes, yeah. Got Castrol. That's good. I guess that comes with Renault. Pirelli and Microsoft. Microsoft Microsoft haven't paid very much money, have they? Because they've only got a little logo on the front. Mm, But then old Mapfrey. Can't even see it. Where's the Oh, I see. Yeah, there's always. It's tiny. Squeezed in between the Pirelli and the Mapfrey. Sorry, we can't afford anymore. Really? Yeah, we're only Microsoft. Yeah. That's really weird. Whereas Mapfray are chucking the money around. And the real anomaly, the one that just doesn't work for me at all with this paint scheme, is Castrol. On a yellow and black car, you've got Castrol's lovely red, white and green. It's the wrong colour, isn't it? Could could you do a monochrome version of your logo? No. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> what would be the point of that? Because you're making our car look rubbish. Like that McLaren Senna, have you seen today or yesterday? They announced this sort of special one they're going to show off at the Geneva show next week. And it's got yellow, funny enough. It's black and yellow, but then it's also got blue wheel nuts on one side with green brake calipers. It looks wow. bloody awful. Mm. Yeah, don't look over that. Okay. okay, next one. Uh, we had the Renault Toro Rosso. Poor Toro Rosso with their Honda engines, although it seems well, to work so far. Poor, you know, but... Sorry, chaps, this just in. Yeah. Matt Frey. Yeah. Matt Frey. Go on. You'll never guess. He's been searching on French his phone. Company. They're the third largest insurance group in Latin America. Oh, yeah. <laughs> They're actually... Oh, wait a minute. Matt Frey... Wait, and, and we haven't heard no, of them? No, I How beg your pardon. Happen? No, no, sorry. They're headquartered in Webster, Massachusetts, but they've since been acquired by Matt Frey SA, which is a Spanish company. Oh, God. Have, you, have you not been keeping up with the, with uh, the South American insurance market? Well, I mean, I, there's only so many hours in the day, Zog, and the copies of South American Insurance Monthly are stacked up in the Well, you need loop. to catch up on your I really reading. feel I mean, silly now. Uh, you've, you've, never mind. What, Uruguayan Norwich Union? They're my favourite, yeah. Red... I should say Red Bull. Red, Toro Rosso... In their lovely, luminous... Well, what do we call that blue? It's not marine blue, is it? It's Pearlescent, it's, 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 it's is it? It's almost purple. That's almost milky yeah. bar. Not milky bar, what am I talking about? Uh, Cadbury's Dairy, Dairy Milk. Cadbury. It is Cadbury's. Cadbury's. Yeah, it is, isn't yeah, it? Where's the Cadbury sponsorship on there? luxurious glass and a half in every... It does. It looks like that car is made with a lot of milk in the bodywork. And was it Adam Faith used to sing the little white bull? Because it's not a red bull. It's got a white bull on the side. Was it Adam Faith who sang the little white bull? Little white bull... No, it wasn't Madam um, Faith, was Tommy it? Tommy Steele. Steel. Thank you, yes. Tommy Steele. Yes. Yeah, little white bull. Will they be quicker well, well, than Sauber? <sighs> Honda may finally have their <laughs> together. Who knows? They certainly had a better test mm. this week than McLaren had this True. time last year. Yeah. So why wouldn't they be looking forward? Good luck to them. Let's hope it works out. And in the last 24 hours, I believe Renault have given an ultimatum to Red Bull to say you have to tell find us find out what map frame means or we're just not speaking <laughs> <to you. laughs> they say you've got until May to tell us whether you want Renault engines next year oh, right. otherwise uh, you're going to be stuck with the Honda so they've got till May to make that Toro Rosso work right we've got a couple of minutes to talk quickly about the two remaining cars we'll come to the Pink Panther last of all let's do the Haas which I didn't realise was Dutch for hair did you know that? hair as in big long rabbit which is oh. why they've got oh, a picture yes. of a rabbit did, on the side of the car now also oh, okay. Ferrari have just announced the road car that 488 Pista which is like the replacement for the 458 Stradale yep. the hardcore version of the mid-engine car Pista unfortunately they didn't seem to check this out in certain countries I think in Eastern Europe Pista means piss <laughs> Well, well, who's although, driving it? Is it going to be Kimmy? He's going to be driving that car on the adverts? Sure well, there's a long tradition of uh, car companies artist. not entirely understanding what their name yeah. means. Mostly, though, they check it. Every and then, country. Yeah, yeah but mostly. Then, but but, yes, you know, this but, is a new one. This, the, but maybe it's actually quite hard to pick a word that isn't rude in some language somewhere. Probably yes. Um, Hass aren't going to light up the grid, mind you. They've got a current Ferrari engine now, rather than last year's mm. Ferrari engine. So they might do all right. Will they be better than well, the Toro Rosso or the Sauber? Probably. It'd be, it'd be nice if they did put a good showing in because they've had flashes of good performance along the way. But really, Hass has been a bit of a disappointment, and it'd be nice to see them actually stepping up and. Yeah, looking a bit more respectable, I think. This is, what, their third year now? And to be fair, it's really hard to catch up with the other teams in F1, even if you've had Delara design the car on behalf of Ferrari for you. You know what I mean? Even so, it's tough. It's a big ask. And we're talking about sponsorship. I mean, I can't see any 
Well, oh, Richard, Richard Mille chucks his money around, uh, doesn't he? He's, he's just, on everything, isn't yeah. he? Yeah, yeah. Um, so on, that is starting to look a little bit like an old BAR in livery terms. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah Not a bad thing. Okay, okay, and the final car that we haven't looked at yet, the Pink Panther this year's Force, well... Is it a Force India? Because it doesn't say Force India on the car. And by the time we get to Melbourne, it's in fact, possibly even by the time this programme is in your ears, they may have adopted a new name. It could be Force One. It could be Malia Squad. It could be anything, couldn't it? It could be the Pink Panther. It could be the Black Panther. I don't know. What are they going to call themselves? But I like the addition of the extra white on the car rather than being totally pink. The white has made it look a bit Battenberg to me. Does it look like a slice of Battenberg cake to you, this? Battenberg has yellow, doesn't it? Yellow it and pink? It does, yeah. Yellow and pink. But so if it crashes into the Renault, then, hmm, Battenberg. Uh, Battenberg. <laughs> I mean, it looks a little bit sort of, I don't know, slapdash, the livery to me. It's a bit it, messy. Yeah. It's just all over the place. There's a lot a going on. A curve here, a straight line there, a wadge of red down the back there. I'm just it, checking it, out it, their sponsors. Look, very... but down there on the side, they're sponsored by someone called Ravenol. What's that? Ravenol. I'd never even heard Ravenol. Ravenol. The logo doesn't give any clue. No, it sounds like it might be. It sounds like an ointment that you rub into your tongue to stop you from being hungry. Are you hungry? Try Ravenol. Reduce that ravenous feeling. That's almost certainly what it is. Is that something that exists? No. Oh, right. Uh, yeah. well, you should invent doesn't, it. Uh, <laughs> Call it Ravenol. Oh, no, you can't. Uh, I, think, uh, I think amphetamines more as to the truth. That's true. <laughs> yes. That's but a good point. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe uh, Ravenol sell amphetamines. Um, no, the, 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 the sponsor on the other side is just Big Dave. BWT, uh, Sahara, Claro, they were... Hype, don't know what they do. Maybe it's just uh, hype, maybe they're just writing hype is an energy drink. Words oh, on yeah. the car oh, yeah. now. Hype's an energy drink. B- BWT Bad. is water, I believe. Yes, that's the pink, oh, isn't it? Pink uh, yeah. is BWT's colour. Yeah, Kingfisher, King that's, yeah, that's the beer. The beer, we yeah. know that. Yeah. Well, and in more than just a beer, it's a group of companies like Virgin True. is. Yeah. Yeah. And a Japanese yeah. sponsor, W66, with a couple of Japanese characters Oh, that's what there. Ravenol's called in Japan. Oh, of course. Uh, now we know. That's it, then. We've seen the grid, the Is entire grid. Okay, Zog, who's going to win the championship? Which team? Based on one day's test. I mean, I think probably Mercedes and Lewis again. I think. Not uh, Bottas. Bottas won't beat him. No. Right. Richard? One of the Lotuses. I wonder which one this he means. This has been brought no, to you from, call, call nine, from 2000. <laughs> or Ligier, I'd like them to win. Ah, yes. Oh, 40 could win it this year <laughs> yeah. if we're lucky. I don't Ligier would be a popular winner. Pro- probably be Mercedes, won't it? I don't know. Yeah. That's it. You've been listening to Gareth Jones on Speed. He was Zog. Goodbye. He was Richard. Goodbye. I was Gareth. And following the tradition of Gareth Jones on Speed with the show released closest to St. David's Day, I do something in Welsh for you. So here's a quick and dirty short Welsh song about the best-known Welsh driver of the moment, Elvin Evans. Or, if you're Welsh, you might take your father's name, the sort of patronymic thing. So he really should be... Elvin Ap Gwindav and that's what this song is all about you won't understand it because it's in Welsh but if you want to read the translation it's on my website garethjones.tv I'll see you for the next show oh and dear Gwil Dewi Hapis bye (laughs) 
ôl yn y canol oes oedd yn brenu dyfnau'n dyfu Gallwyd lamwrwr Cymraeg ei eni ac ei sgwenni Mae'n anodd i ddweud y gwirionedd Am y gwrwr o ddogellau ac fel unrhyw chwedl arall Mae'n cychwyn cyn hyd o ddechrau Elfyn a gwyndaf, nid ei nefant olaf Elfyn a gwyndaf, ti di'r cyflymaf O'r gofennol am gwyndaf tad Elfyn yn ennill Brydain i'r Cymraeg Wrth i yrfat yn y i-derfyn Roedd e'n paratoi ei fab I sgwennu pennod newydd I cario'r enwen wod gymlaen Elfyn am gwyndaf neu efallai Elfyn efall Ti di'r cyflymaf Elfyn am gwyndaf Nid e'n efallai Nid e'n efallai Anfon e-bost aton gweld lluniau darllen y geiriau o'n caneuon yn minwch am gwefan Facebook neu ddarganfod am gyfleoedd nawr ewch i garethjones.tv Gwneir Gareth Jones ar fris yn Llundain gan Wizbang Gareth Jones at speed!